monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? My... Good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I got an itchy head. I was going to say, your hair is insane right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I got an itchy scalp, so I've been like rubbing it, and I imagine my hair standing up. Yeah, you look a bit like... I look you like got electrocuted? I look like the Marquis from this movie we just watched. He had big hair. Did he? I thought he did. Okay. Uh, so yes, welcome welcome back to the podcast. First episode of 2021. Yeah, welcome. Still welcome. in lockdown. Yep. Have for quarantine. Mm-hmm. Pandemic's still going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're settled into our I would hope so. It's been routine. 11 months. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, this month... Uh, it was my... If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is the premise... We take turns picking a horror movie, we then uh, recap it in its entirety, and we talk about it. Isn't that fun? So fun. Well, this month it was my pick, and I chose a French film from 2001, directed by Christophe Gans, entitled Brotherhood of the Wolf, or Le Pacte de Lou. Le Pacte de Lou. Pacte de Lou. I said it right. I think. Close enough, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, starring uh, Samuel Le Bihan, Mark DeCascos, big fan over here. How did you hear about this movie? I oh, I don't remember. I probably Googled like fantasy horror movies because I wanted to watch a fantasy movie. Oh, because I had never heard of it before. And I think I probably wasn't paying attention when you like announced it on the pod last bit. A month because I thought it was going to be a, a Korean horror movie. I was surprised I when it was, it was French. A French. I just think I'm just so used to you always picking a Korean movie. I have not picked very many Korean movies. Or Japanese. Yeah, they're not the same. Okay. You My think bad. Italians and French people are the same? My bad. Well, this movie thinks that Filipino American Hawaiians are the same as Iroquois uh, native indigenous peoples it does yeah well we'll get into it so uh we're going to play the trailer which may or may not be in french and uh when we come back we're going to recap the movie in detail so if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled then honestly listening to this podcast is stupid (laughs) but if you don't care then it's fine i'm not your dad you can do whatever you want so let's play the trailer after the year of our Lord, when it appeared from the forest of Gévaudan. It was feared no mortal could ever free us from the sharp grip of the beast. And then, at the darkest hour, the king sent two men. Ah! 
Was it in French? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. No, me either. <laughs> I just exported the MP3 and dropped it into this timeline. We're professional podcasters. We are amateur podcasters. Yeah. But we're good at it. But the heart is there. The, yeah. The That's... spirit is willing, but <laughs> who's got time, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, Brotherhood of the Wolf. So we're now... Normally I take detailed notes and recap the plot, but it's really hard to do when the movie is subtitled. And well, I yeah, didn't you'd want be to. missing stuff. Yeah. So we're writing. just going to rely on the Wikipedia plot synopsis, which we will supplement with our own commentary. Right. But, uh, you know, credit to the person who wrote the synopsis on Wikipedia. So, we begin. During the French Revolution, Marquis d'Apcher writes his memoirs in his castle, recounting to 19... or 19... <laughs> recounting 1764 when a mysterious beast terrorized the province of Gévaudan. Gévaudan. <laughs> Grégoire de Fronsac, a knight de chevalier, and the royal naturalist of King Louis XV of France, and his Iroquois companion Mani arrive to capture the beast. Fronsac grows to romance Marianne de Morangia, the daughter of a local count whose brother Jean-Francois was also an avid hunter and a world traveler, and one-armed, and played by Vincent Cassel. Fronsac is also intrigued by Sylvia, an Italian courtesan at the local brothel. Oh, she's gorgeous. My fuck, I'm glad you said it. I know, she's just stunning. stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't don't go for Marianne. Yeah, Marianne's fine, I guess. She's like chaste, but like... Wait, I'm sorry, chaste? Chaste? Chaste. I don't know how chaste she was. She looked... Like a, I mean, she looked, she had like a cute little, like, but yeah, but she wasn't yeah. chased. I mean, she was banging around. She's with, no Monica Blue. No, 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 not at all. So I don't normally like like these kind of time period. French co- period costume dramas? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I associate them with like really boring things I had to watch in school. Yeah, I associate them with similar, like, yeah, these movies are sometimes very boring, but I like boring movies, but I just love the sumptuous period costumes. Like, the the design of everything is always so cool. At this point in the story, I was like, I'm really liking the story, and then you described it as, like, a fairy tale, and then I was all on board with it because I really enjoy yeah. that kind I of... I take that back now. There's nothing fairy tale-ish about this movie, I don't think. At that time, yeah. at yeah. that point, there in was, the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, this is maybe, maybe a fairy kind of like, tale. Kind of like not. a love story, yeah. kind of... Uh, spooky. It absolutely is not by the end. Oh, I should point out that we watched the director's cut edition, which is like 12 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. So, While investigating another victim, Fransak finds a fang made of steel. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. A traumatized child witness swears that the beast is controlled by what seems to be a human master. As the investigation proves unfruitful, the king's weapons master, Lord de Botern, yeah, Botern, not great at French, arrives to put an end to the beast, and Fronsac is sent back to Paris. He realizes that the beast is actually an instrument of a secret society, the Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is the name of this movie. Uh, the Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is working to undermine public confidence in the king and ultimately take over the country. Back in Gévaudan, the attacks by the real beast continue, and Fronsac returns to put an end to the beast's killings. At a secret rendezvous with Marianne, they are attacked by the beast, where it mysteriously refrains from attacking her. Yeah. Yeah, which at the time I was like, I didn't know that it had refrained from attacking her. You don't really realize why until the end when I read the Wikipedia and understand why. I didn't even really realize that he had purposefully not attacked her. It looked like it just ran off. I mean, it ran off and the guy whistled. That's why it left, because 
Yeah. The the keep the yeah, beastmaster. Yeah, but it, yeah. it like so looked like he was yeah. just being controlled. Like it. But it turns out that he did it on purpose. I mean, there was that moment where it's standing there looking at her, and she's just like, "Whoa, this is fucky." And then it doesn't attack her. But like, I I, I, I didn't think it was because I, he yeah, chose not to. I felt like it was more of like a yeah. tense like build up tension, building up tension between yeah. them. So, so Fransac, uh, Mani, and the young Marquis set out into the forest and set up an array of traps to capture the beast, uh, which is severely injured but escapes when Manny t- sends off alone in pursuit where he finds a catacomb used as the beast's holding pen inhabited by the Brotherhood. Uh, outnumbered, Manny is shot and killed after killing a bunch of the... I know, yeah. I was so sad when Manny died. Me he was too. my He's favorite. Fransac discovers Manny's body and performs an autopsy, finding a silver bullet which he recognizes as Jean-Francois' signature choice of ammunition. And in a fit of rage, the vengeful Fransac goes full John Rambo in First Blood, goes back to the catacombs, fucking kills everybody, but is eventually overpowered by the local authorities and imprisoned. So when it first showed the silver bullet... Because so we watched this in two chunks. That's true, we did. Because it was two and a half. It's two and a half hours when uh, we started yeah. it too late. Yeah, we started too late. So I, I could remember there being a significance to a silver bullet and someone talking about it earlier in the movie, but, but I couldn't remember who. who. Oh, okay. So I did know that that had sig- significance mm-hmm. when he found it. Uh, <clears throat> Sylvia then visits him in jail and reveals that she is actually a spy for the Holy See. She explains that Henri Sardy, the local priest and leader of the Brotherhood, believes that he is restoring worship of God to France. Pope Clement XIII has decided that Sardy is insane and has sent her to eliminate him. Uh, she did. Now, none of this is explicit. Like they say a bunch of stuff, and you're you're able to deduce that okay, so she's actually working for Rome, and but she doesn't come out and say, "I am actually a spy for the Holy See, and the Pope cl- sent me here to do this." So yeah, I I found it a little bit confusing because it wasn't. It's not explicit. It wasn't no. spelled out, and not that I need things spelled out, but I'm not really familiar with the french revolution i'm not familiar no. with this time period so some of it was a bit confusing well also we were reading subtitles which are not necessarily a hundred percent literal translation that's right but they true. were getting the we're, we're getting basically what they're saying but like there was a couple times throughout where i was like that's not quite what that person said based on and my was, limited knowledge of french but it's so close enough there were parts of the plot that i was a little bit confused of but also maybe that that may have been because of watching it in two chunks mm-hmm. as well she then poisons Fransac, saying he knows too much Meanwhile, Jean-Francois comes to Marianne's room and reveals to her that he is the Beast's master, and also he secretly didn't lose his hand, he's got a weird fucky hand, uh, and the uh, the, reason, the the Beast recognized his scent on her when it came near her, which is why it did not attack. He then rapes her when she rejects his advances of love. so Very upsetting. Sylvia's agents exhume Fransac, who had not actually been killed, but merely put into a temporary coma, and he appears at one of the Brotherhood's sermons, uh, where he goes full-on... John Rambo in Rambo 2 and 3 and kills many of the members including Jean-Francois in a really rad duel where Jean-Francois has like the sword harpoon that Scorpion has in Mortal Kombat uh, Sardi escapes into the mountains but is mauled to death by a pack of wolves Fransac and Marquis go to the beast's lair where it lays severely wounded and it turns out that the beast was actually the last surviving offspring of a creature that Jean-Francois brought back from Africa and was tortured into becoming vicious and dressed in metal armor plating and spikes Fransac takes pity and kills the beast in an act of mercy. Marquis finishes his writing his account before he is led to his execution by a revolutionary mob, stating that he doesn't know what happened to Fransac and Marianne after the death of the beast, but he hopes that somewhere they are happy together and we see them on a boat. And they're happy together. And they're happy together. <laughs> 
So, uh, first of all, did that's you like a this movie? Very brief. That's yeah. This is a long movie. That this this cut out a ton of the details, but that's the basics of what happened in the plot. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I overall liked it. I think it was a little long. Boy, howdy! Maybe not watching the director's cut would. I mean, that would cut ten minutes, so that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I just don't know how much of the plot you'd be missing from that ten minutes. Well, and it's weird because like it's too long, but the first half is really slow. Like, really slow moving. It's not bad at all. I actually quite like the first half. It moves yeah. quite slow. The second half moves a mile a minute, and it's where a lot of stuff falls apart in this movie. I agree. Where it's like, why did you take so much time building all this atmosphere in the first half? And then as soon as we actually see the beast, it all just kind of gets a little dopey. And that's not... Then seeing the beast wasn't the problem for me. It didn't help me. Um, it, like... I agree. I normally don't like the slow burn, but I was so into the story and the plot at the beginning, and yeah, the second half just kind of lost me. Yeah, because I think the first half was all just about like the characters and the setting and the world building, and then the second half was like, oh yeah, we have a plot. And more action. But I really enjoyed in the yeah. first half like um, all the relationship building. Yeah. Like Fransak becomes friends with a lot of the other men, and they yeah, work the together. Yeah. And I actually really liked um, Marianne as a character. By the end, I liked her a lot. Because she, yeah. you know, I, I called her, no, Chase. Yeah, she's very Chase. Chase. But she, like... But she's cool. She rides horses. She's in there with the hunt looking for mm-hmm. the beast. Like, she... But they holds, end up doing nothing with her at the end. No, by the end. But she does hold her own in those scenes. Yeah, at the end, she gets raped. And then the next time we see her, she's randomly dying for some reason until um, Fransac uses his magic powder. Yeah. And brings her back to life. And I'm just like, maybe she just got really, really sad like Padme. And <laughs> maybe. then she's dying. Yeah, you're right. They didn't do a lot with yeah. her in the second half. But the first half, I thought mm-hmm. she was a really compelling character and held her own. And, like, even her, her brother makes a comment, like, oh, she needs to learn to ride like a lady. And yeah. she rides like a like a real rider. And Vincent Cassell played Jean-Francois, her brother. And I love Vincent Cassell, and he was great in this movie. Even at the beginning, I was like, he has a good bad guy face. Yeah, before you knew he was the bad guy, I was like, look at that villain face. And, you'll, totally and you're like, don't guess if he's the bad guy. I'm like, Nicole, it's Vincent Cassell. He's definitely the bad guy. There's no way this movie doesn't have him be a creepy bad guy. And they did. And he was. It was great. He, does, he plays a good, creepy bad guy. He's also in The Matrix. Things I liked about this movie. I loved the like sets, like the, the look of the movie, the costume, all that kind of stuff. I thought that like production design-wise, outstanding. Uh, the creature, in the scenes where you're not seeing its whole body, where, you, we were, where it's clearly the puppet made by Jim Henson Studios, it's fantastic. Yeah. The scenes where it shows it in action, full body, CGI. are CGI and it's dog shit. I mean, I want to say, well, you know, CGI in 2001, but like, yeah, but it still looked like shit and the dinosaurs in the first Jurassic Park look good. So I don't let it off the hook for it being early CGI because it just looked bad. And what bothered me mostly about that was how good the puppet looked. So I'm like, well, then don't show bad, full body shots yeah. of the monster running around snarling because it looks stupid. It was very different and obvious the cuts yeah. between CGI and the puppet. The puppet was so good. I didn't mind the CGI because I still thought it looked yeah. really cool. Like well, there wasn't a these, ton of it. It had these big quills on its back mm-hmm. and it, the still design moved, was great. it still moved like creepy and cool. I thought mm-hmm. the sound design in this movie was really excellent. Like mm-hmm. before you see the creature in the first half and the noises it makes when it's stalking someone. Yeah. It's, it's really it's really cool. There weren't enough scenes of the bad CGI that I was too bothered, but 
the, the one or two big ones that are there, I was kind of like, oh boy, that looks terrible. But whatever, that's just my axe to grind about CGI. Other thing I like about this movie uh, was Mark DeCasco's Kung Fu. He was not doing Kung Fu, but like uh, he does all bunch of martial. There's a bunch of martial arts fights in this movie, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, as they had in Revolutionary France. Um, I, now I I am on record. I'm a big fan of Mark DeCascos. He's awesome. He was in Double Dragon. He's in John Wick Three. He's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, I found it a little odd that this very clearly like Filipino descended Hawaiian man was playing an Iroquois Indian or native or indigenous person but hey 2001 I guess you can't have everything but so it was kind of and it was also sort of like I don't understand why he had to be (laughs) Canadian indigenous person like there's really no reason he could have literally been any like it would have made more sense if it was like oh yeah I went to uh, China or Japan because Mark DeCascos has some uh, parentage that is of Asian descent but uh, as far as I could tell, he does not have any indigenous blood in him. So that was just a little bit distracting. I'm like, well, he doesn't even look native. He doesn't no, look I native know. at all. Like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. They gave him a haircut and they put paint on him at one point. But it was there was a little bit of, like, in some movies how you have, like, Orientalism, like that Asian mysticism where it's, yeah. like, exotic. There was a lot of, like, in, uh, uh, indigenous exoticism or whatever. I'm not sure what the actual technical term for that would be. But it was very, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of magic. And he can, about, talk like, to, like, he can talk to wolves and, that and powder. powder and he has like makes people he heal, it heals he people. People, yeah. So that was a little bit un- weird, and it was like I don't understand why this stuff is in here. This character is really cool, but like it could have kind of been anybody. <laughs> he was just you know Fransac's friend, who for some reason he's friends with, even though Fransac's like unit in the army in the, in the Americas like slaughtered his whole village. Yeah, well, we were talking about the fight scenes earlier, how they they cut away really quickly, and there's a lot of, like, um, you can't really see what's going on, really. So all the scenes in this movie where it's characters talking in gorgeous French vistas and, like, scenery and, like, costume stuff are gorgeous and look amazing. Every time there's any kind of action, this movie looks like fucking dog shit. It looks like a goddamn music video circa 2001, and I hated it. Yeah, it didn't look Ugh. great. It was hard to follow what was happening. It was terrible. And in my head, I was thinking, like, these guys actually look like they know what they're doing, and yeah. they look like they're actually doing fighting. <laughs> Mark DeCascos can fight. If I was in this movie and I could fight, I'd be so pissed off that they didn't actually show it. Yes, I was so annoyed. Like, Mark DeCascos actually, like, won. Like, he was a martial artist. He, like, studied, like, Muay Thai, Capoeira, Wushu, and stuff. Like,. He can actually do this stuff. I'd be like, hey, show what I can actually do. So, like, the camera <laughs> movements in this movie drove me insane. Whenever the camera sits still and we're just, like, looking at the set, it would look great. But lots of times it would be drifting. And, oh, my God, Christoph Gans loves himself a fucking crane shot. So many times, for no reason, the camera was just, like, straight bird's up. Eye view. Bird's eye view. of people walking around. I'm like, you do that once or twice for stylistic reasons. And it looks cool. You do this in every scene, it's really annoying. When he did it in the fight scenes, I could actually see what was happening clearer than when it was cutting. Yeah, because it wasn't cutting every five seconds. Yeah. But it would still, like... And the way it would cut, it would cut around and, and like, you couldn't see where anybody was in relation to each other because it was spinning around so much. Yeah. It was extremely infuriating. It was kind of like this person saw The Matrix and didn't do it as well... Didn't do as good a job. 
Because even in the Matrix, they show most more of the fighting. Yeah, I want to watch the Matrix. You should, yeah, we should watch the Matrix. <laughs> but yeah, so I was very frustrated by that. So the whole time, or most of the time, I think we both thought um, that the Beast was a werewolf. At what point did you start thinking otherwise? Uh, when we saw the dude who was controlling the Beast with his like freaky mask and hand, I was like, oh, he's just a Beast. And then once we actually once we were in the house and we saw the Beast like looking at him, and I was like. Oh, that's clearly a lion wearing a hat. I didn't know it was like, a lion. Like, from the second they were in the house, I'm like, that's a lion. That's definitely a lion. And then at the end, it's like, oh, yes, he brought an animal back from Africa. I'm like, yeah, you brought a lion. It's a lion, bro. That's a lion that you fucking put a hat on. <laughs> it's a lion wearing a hat. <laughs> this, like, weird skull hat. Yeah. So basically at that moment, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's clearly... <laughs> I liked it. I liked that it was an actual animal and not something mystical. Yeah, I thought that was cool. There was nothing supernatural in the movie other than the Manny aforementioned Manny to... magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also didn't really get into why Jean Francois had like a fucky arm and was all spooky, other than that he was like he saw some shit in Africa, and wanted to fuck his sister. I kind of thought it was like the the beast had attacked him, but then well, he like made friends with it. I don't really maybe. know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's a decent movie. Um, yeah, you're right. And I normally don't like t this time period uh, for movies and things like that, but I, I did enjoy it, at least yeah. the first half a lot. Christoph Gunz also did a, a, a live-action film based on Crying Freeman, which is a really good manga. Oh, starring Mark DeCasco. I should watch that. And he did the Silent Hill movie. You know, that's one I've been wanting to watch again. I, I saw Silent Hill in theaters. It's okay. And I really liked the game, the but I don't really favorite, remember yeah. the plot of the game. I do. Um, but the movie isn't based like on the more. game's plot, really. But yeah, I, I actually like the movie. I think the movie's fine. But yeah, so that was Brotherhood of the Wolf. I would say it's long. Uh, it's sort of like, it's a little bit frustrating in that it's got a lot of great things going for it and then some things that just really irritated me. But yeah, if you can watch it in two goes. Some things that were a little bit convoluted. Yeah, that's the Be thing. I think because of the pace of the second half, um, the plot got lost. Yeah, and like it's convoluted, but like it's not actually that complicated. Like ultimately it's like, yeah, like a, a, a cult of of religious French nut bars trying to like overthrow the king and bring back their particular brand of Catholicism to the land goes nutty and then the Pope sent secret agents who are hot Italian women to defeat them. Yeah. Like honestly, give me a movie about Sylvia. I want the hot Italian papist spy movie. I want the... the she the, was a strong character, too. Yeah. Like, not like not only is she gorgeous, but she, her acting is really yeah. good. I want Monica Bellucci, agent of the Holy See, in the movie. That's what I want. I want Pope Clement Thirteenth, like, giving her a mission a la Charlie's Angels, where she's like, Good morning, Clement! And he goes, Good morning, Angel. <laughs> Just he would say it like angel. Italian, like, Hey, good morning, Angel! Hey, mamma mia! Okay. Buongiorno, you are bella! <laughs> bella means beautiful okay. in Italian. So yeah, that was <laughs> Brotherhood of the Wolf. I I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was three and a half out of five stars. Three out of. Are you sure? I think you like this movie more than me. Well, I think I the the fact that I got confused with the you plot made me. <laughs> Don't you give me the dirtiest look just now? <laughs> <laughs> made me not like it as much. I was I was just kidding, but oh, I didn't mention this, but the actor who plays. Uh, Fronsac, uh, Samuel Le Bihan. In this movie, he looks like Triple H. 
with his hair. Like, it, it does doesn't now, like but in Triple that... H. Throughout the whole movie, I'm like, man, it's like fucking Triple H is running around <laughs> fighting these guys. That's cool. Um, hey, I just learned recently the origin of werewolves. Do you know? Why don't you tell us? Um, it's from a long time ago. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, when people didn't really understand what rabies were, and if a dog or wolf bit someone, if a dog or wolf had rabies and bit somebody... And that person would then would start to exhibit rabies signs. Mm-hmm. They would think they were turning into a wolf. Well, there's also like there's a huge history of like lycanthropic myths throughout history in different cultures. Yeah, like, the lycanthrope is anything. Just... That, any like, almost every culture in the world has some myth about people turning into some kind of animal, right? I just heard it on a podcast. I thought it was really interesting. That is interesting, but I, I don't know if I buy that because I'm pretty sure like the werewolf myth goes back like six or seven hundred years. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, either way, like that, I, I would believe that people who had rabies would be like considered to be potentially a werewolf, yeah. but I'm not sure if that's where the idea of the werewolf comes from, but maybe, I don't know. But I think the earliest mentions of it, are, like it looks like, yeah, like the, 1500s. the 1100s. 1100s. No, like, yeah. So it's like a. Th- I would I would argue that like most of things like werewolves and other lycanthropes probably go back as far as folklore does because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. like when you hear about things like um, like Native American folklore has like myths about shape changing people into animals and stuff too. That's interesting. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I actually don't know a whole lot yeah. about it. I just heard it on a podcast. I what podcast that was, was this? Real life ghost stories. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that might not be as well researched as you'd like to think. It's called Real Life Ghost Stories. You don't know anything about the podcast. It's called Real Life Ghost Stories. You don't know. I know that... No, you don't know anything. Yeah, look, this is a picture from 460 BC of a guy donning a wolf skin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, the history of this stuff is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should send this... It, it took us literally 60 seconds. I typed Wikipedia werewolf, and we've already learned more about lycanthropy than your real-life ghost stories. So uh, thank you for spreading misinformation. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm always here for that. <laughs> Nicole, what are we watching next month for Valentine's? So I'm excited because we are going to watch Host, which came out yeah. this year. You like a found footage. I love found footage horror, and this takes place... During the on pandemic, uh, uh, was seance over Zoom. This sounds like a movie that you're going to love and that I'm going to go into hoping I like, but I'm very skeptical. Of. I actually think you might like <laughs> this one. On yeah, it it sounds ridiculous. It was I was I've seen it already, already once. Oh, okay, like look look, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie, and so I I believe that it might be good, but it sounds like the worst movie ever. Yeah, that's what my sister said too like, when I told her about it. She's like, yeah. oh. She's like, I hate she, this concept. She honestly, she honestly said, like, I already spent enough time on Zoom. I don't want to watch other people on Zoom. But I was honestly on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was really scary. Yeah, it's true. I gave her, her the whole seat, but she only used the edge. You weren't even there. I watched it Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And anyway, I made Joey come back downstairs to help me turn off the lights because I didn't want to walk in the dark upstairs so that it, it is an effective anyway i'm excited to watch it with you we'll and see what you think of it well come on back on the last friday of february, february and you can see what i think of it that's right yeah hope there's no cgi uh, monsters in it well i guess that's gonna wrap us up this week do you have any final thoughts for the people at home no okay me neither <laughs> until next time i am the creature joey g and i'm the bride nicole y'all stay scary now kissy kissy Mwah. <laughs>
I liked my theory. I thought it was good. It wasn't even your theory, it was somebody else's theory. It sucked. I thought it was good. <laughs>